This is Kingdom Life, part of the North River Podcast. Jesus summarized the gospel message like this. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. This kingdom Jesus spoke of was not like any earthly kingdom, and it didn't refer to a place or a people in the way we might expect. He was proclaiming that the rule and reign of God was breaking into our world in a new and exciting way, through himself and through the Holy Spirit. For us today, what does it look like to live the kingdom life? In this podcast, we'll be interviewing followers of Jesus, exploring this question, and hearing about what God has been showing them about life in his kingdom. Thanks for joining us. All right, well, welcome everybody uh, to the Kingdom Life Podcast. My name is Chase McIntosh, and I'm here with Jeff Hickman. And uh, excited to have Jeff, someone who's been a friend of mine for several years now, and uh, someone that I definitely respect a lot. Uh, and just grateful to have this conversation about what does life in the kingdom look like. And so, uh, yeah, Jeff, I'd love to just kind of, um, you know, hear a little bit about you and a little bit about your story. You could share um, with with our listeners uh, just a little about where you came from. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Absolutely. This is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, get to do this with you is, is special, so you're a good friend. But um, yeah, well, I guess... I just turned 50, so that's a part of my life. Wow. Wow. I have gray hair. Yes, I am 50. Uh, But yeah, I grew up uh, in Texas, and uh, I grew up uh, raised by a single mom. And our home wasn't very, uh, it wasn't, I would call it a Christian home in the sense that we just didn't really do much Bible study or anything in the home. Jesus wasn't really mentioned or... You know, God says this, so you should this. It, that really wasn't my upbringing, although we attended church. So I did attend church uh, yeah. relatively frequently, depending on if it was football season or not, because um, you got to watch the Cowboys. So that was just our, our religion. But mm-hmm. uh, so I didn't grow up ton of religion. You know, went to college, kind of had moments where I dabbled here and there, but I just wasn't really honestly ready to submit to the realm and reign of God. Mm. And uh, it wasn't until I was 25 years old that uh, someone reached out to me and really sat down. And and, uh, I was at a time in my life, I think I was really ready to listen and uh, learned about who Jesus was and learned about his sacrifice on the cross and God raising him from the dead. And that just changed my life. Uh, And So I became a Christian at 25 in in 1996. Uh, So got married to my beautiful queen, Christy, in 1999. So we've been married 21 years and got two kids. First day of college for my oldest yesterday. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Another Time milestone. Flies, I know. How does that happen? Crazy. And my younger uh, daughter's in, a senior in high school. So I guess that's the big big picture wow. for me, you know. So crazy as I have two girls as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, eight and six. And just thinking about that day is coming. I mean, God willing. <laughs> yes, seriously, yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow. Um, awesome. Well, um, yeah, I'd love to, you know, just just hear from you. You know, obviously, we're all in different phases of life. We all have different experiences, come from different backgrounds, um, and God shows us different things at different times in various ways, and um, just love to hear from you, you know, when it comes to really life in, in His kingdom. Um, you know, what has God been showing you? Is there a kind of prominent lesson, if you will, you know, in recent months or years that has really spoken to you? 
Yeah, I think in in recent years, um, I feel like I have had a little bit of a epiphany of sorts, or God's more revealing some things to me uh, with respect to really listening for Him. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel that I I didn't realize just how little uh, time I gave uh, to really listen for God. Um, so many of my prayers were just kind of monologues, honestly, uh, just one way street, and. Um, just so, uh, just that intimacy of it's like when you're with a really good friend, you know, you can be hanging with your friend and not say a word for like a half hour, but you you don't feel distant from them. You're because you're it's your friend. You have so much history or whatever. Uh, you don't need to fill up the time constantly with words, and uh, that recently has started happening with me in my time with God, mm-hmm. uh, to where I have spent some time in silence uh, or solitude and just been able to really, really genuinely hear from God or experience His presence mm-hmm. in ways that I have never experienced before, that has drawn me nearer to Him and has made His presence more accessible to me and more real to me, as real as you know, this microphone is in front of me. I believe, you know, God is closer to me even than this microphone. And, and that is, that it provides me with a lot of faith and comfort. And, um, so th- th- that's just a, the 30,000 foot view, but that has been very different because my early days as a Christian, yeah, it was, it was a little bit more activity, event driven, mm-hmm. more kind of go and do this and do that and do this. Yeah. Kind of a lot of that. Maybe and not so much. Hey, you know, God might actually be actually trying to get through to you instead of you kind of showing how great of a Christian you are by all these things you're doing. Yeah. You know, and uh, again, good-hearted things. Right. I mean, but I just think uh, it was weighted so far to the do, do, do mm-hmm. um, that just being with God was just not pr- a priority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that? Would you say that that was kind of a cultural thing of like the place and time you were in? Was that kind of doing, you know, over being or, or over listening kind of way of operating? Yeah, that's my opinion. Um, and since I'm on your podcast, I'm being offered, asked that's, to offer my opinion, this is for, right? Yeah, so <laughs> uh, speaking for myself, uh, yeah, my perspective was that was a cultural uh, reality uh, in the ministry kind of I grew up in and was really had my early formation in. Uh, it was It was really, hey... Jesus calls us to do these things, you know, whether it's deny yourself or whether it's go and make disciples or whatever it might be. Yeah. And these are seven or eight things that a really true disciple of Jesus will be doing. Right. You know, are you doing those things, Jeff? No, I'm not really doing any of those things. Don't you want to be a disciple of Jesus? I really do. You know, and so it kind of a little bit for me, that was kind of how I started, you know, like, okay, I really, I really need to make sure I'm doing these things, you know. Um, and then you add the element that I didn't mention in my bio, but due to some kind of odd things that happened, I was asked to go into the full-time ministry as a one-year-old Christian. Uh, so so for me, not only was I, I learning how to follow just Jesus on my own, just for me, mm-hmm. then it became, no, I need you to like lead other people too. And so you need to not you need to model it, these things that you need to do, and then you need to call other people to do these things too. And so then that became kind of my Christian perspective, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those those kind of measurable, you know, were you at this event 
or not, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't go to the events, you're not going to do well. Or if you're not yeah. doing these four or five or six things very consistently or daily, then you're not going to. The, the measurable things were very much mm-hmm. emphasized, I would say. Mm-hmm. And that stuff like Jesus would talk about, hey, man, you plant a seed, you don't even know what's going on. But hey, it grows. You don't. That unseen stuff wasn't mm-hmm. so much prioritized or emphasized as much in a person's spiritual growth. Yeah. And I and I couldn't teach what I didn't know. Right. Or what I hadn't experienced myself. Mm-hmm. And so I do believe that for a lot of years I, you know, to steal the analogy or metaphor from uh David Tackle of mm. the the rowboat and the sailboat, <laughs> uh, oh, I was yeah. definitely doing a lot of rowing spiritually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if I want to grow, I got to row from here to there. Yeah. And if I want to get there quicker, I got to row quicker. Yeah. And that was my paradigm for spiritual growth. Yeah. Was I want to get there. So let me start rowing, you know, instead mm-hmm. of that concept of, hey, what about the sailboat? You know, mm-hmm. manipulate the sails, but rely on the wind. Mm-hmm. The, the, the rely more on the wind to get you where you want to go. So it's not your effort, totally. your self effort getting you there. So these are things that I've recently have had to wrestle with mm-hmm. for yeah. my own life. Right. You know, uh, before I can teach or do anything else for somebody else. appreciate you sharing that because it's, it's something that I've been wrestling with as well. Like even just the idea of the kingdom of God being the reign of God being, you know, it's about God. Yeah. Right. And yet we have a role to play, you know, and, and you know, Jesus says, go, <laughs> yep. you know, and make disciples. He, you know, when the rich young man says, you know, what do I, what do I have to do to inherit eternal life? Like he doesn't say like, oh, you don't have to do anything. Like I'm, I'm going to do it for you. Like, no, he says, you got to Keep the commandments, right? right? So it's like we know we have a role to play. I think the the sailboat and the rowboat is great analogy because, yeah, you have a role to play when you're sailing. Exactly. Absolutely. You're not just sitting there. Right. Yeah. Totally. And, and I think I used this in a sermon one time, but the analogy of taking a shower mm-hmm. um, because— Interesting. Is it, <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Um, and when I started preaching on it, it got <laughs> yeah, some funny looks. Yeah, probably were looking at you like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, obviously, we, the, the goal is to get clean. Mm-hmm. You have to go in the shower. But if you don't have water, it doesn't matter what you do. Right. Right? No matter how diligently you got up in that shower, mm-hmm. if that water is not working, there's nothing, nothing, nothing that's going to change about, about you. I mean, you could rub some soap on. Then the analogy breaks down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of thought of my relationship with God like that, where it's like, it's my job to put myself in the right position. Yeah. And to do my role, but ultimately, the the power, the energy, the change, that's not coming from me. Yeah, and see, that message, though, I think was hard for me to hear. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, I'd be willing to say I don't remember it being thrown out there much in the circles mm-hmm. that I was in. Uh, yeah. and, and 
I remember reading a book called An Invitation to a Journey um, by Robert Mulholland. And uh, to steal basically, I don't know, I can't say verbatim, but he basically says that we have to understand, yeah, we don't do anything to transform ourselves. (laughs) The Mm -hmm. main thing we can do is make ourselves available to God for him to do his transforming work in us. Mm-hmm. And um, and again, it's that it's more the sailboat concept. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, I need to make myself available uh, for God to do that through his spirit, through the word, through other people. Sure, mm-hmm. many different ways. Um, but yeah, give consent yeah. to God's spirit mm-hmm. to transform me from the inside out. Test me, search me, right? Mm-hmm. See if there's some offensive way in me, right? It's not about, it's not me doing it. Yeah, but I just think a lot of people get stuck there, and they think that the genuinely I gotta row this boat to get there. It's on me. Yep. And if if I were more spiritual, if I were like that person and read mm-hmm. more and, and prayed more and, and invited more people, then then I'll be doing great or stronger. Right. Et cetera, and if, et if it's taking too long to get there, or if you're you know going too slow, if you're off track, it's just on you to put more effort in. Yeah. Correct it. Do more. Yeah. And that that can uh, that can definitely lead to burnout. It can I've definitely seen that. It, it can even in my own life. And I think it seems like the emphasis on what's most important, keeping the main thing the main thing, as I've heard you say. Yes. Um, that can that can lead us into some some challenges. So, like, has there have there been any practical things like specific practices or things that you have started to implement that have helped you to? Live in that reality. Yeah, no, that's a good question. And, you know, they talk, like, we practicing the way. I know um, that was a sermon series that we recently have done a couple years actually now. Mm-hmm. Um, great book by John Mark Comer that mm-hmm. I know you've read, The Ruthless mm-hmm. Elimination of Hurry. Talks a lot about. I want to read it. I haven't. Actually, oh, okay. To well, be honest. see, I didn't mean to put you out there <laughs> like that, but uh, I think I've heard that's a lot a, of his stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's got some good stuff, in my opinion. Uh, that, that was helpful. But, um, you know, I, I think one of the concepts, even the way, so Jesus is the way and all that, and even the church was called the way. We, we see that in the book yep. of Acts. But, but what is the way, you know, of Jesus in a sense? And, and I think what I've learned is it's, it's not a, the way of ascent. It, mm-hmm. It's more the way of descent. Yeah. And that's hard for us, even in our culture, to grasp. I think we, we're so used to achievement. And I'm trying to get up the mountaintop. I'm climbing the ladder of yeah. spirituality. And right. if I keep getting higher, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll be, God will really be pleased with me. And I'll be, right. but really, I think the way of Jesus is, is, is one of self emptying. Hmm. I mean, that, that's really the, yeah. the way. It's, yeah, he was all that, but he emptied himself, he even took on a, the form of a human, and even a servant at that, and then even died on a cross. Right, and uh, that—that's the path that Jesus took. That constant denying and dying to one's self. Yeah, right. And so, to me, how I was trying to figure out well, how do I do that in my daily life? Because, um, and and to steal, I think David Benner, I read from him in his book. Um, I think it's called like uh, the gift of being yourself, or something like that but mm-hmm. he just talks about hey it's a it's kind of normal but it might sound a little oversimplistic but the only thing that can be raised from the dead are things that are dead yeah 
That's a good point. I mean, so if you want to experience that, then die. Mm. Die to yourself, right? But that's the way of Jesus. Yeah. And so so for me, it was like, how do I do that in my daily life? And, and honestly, one of the things that I had to realize was I just was just so used to noise mm-hmm. and just stuff yeah. and just busyness and just... In fact, my go-to place to read my Bible and have the the quiet time or whatever you want to call it was a coffee shop. I loved it. I'd go to the coffee shop full of people, get my favorite brew of the day, sit down. People might be talking all around me, but some over the years, I just figured it out. Like I could I could read my Bible in that setting, and I felt cool because I could meet people too. Right. And over the years. Praise God, people have become Christians through whatever, meeting them at the coffee shop. But, but mm-hmm. I felt like, oh, it's a fishing hole, and I have my time with God, and da da da, da. Mm-hmm. But over, the, over time, when I started really trying to, what is the way, though, for me, I started trying to spend some more time in, in utter silence. And trust me, the pandemic, definitely, the lockdown, when the girls didn't have to go to school and all that, mm-hmm. my house was quiet. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> like whoa. And then I started... I started practicing things like centering prayer, uh, which is really praying, quote unquote, without words. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 centering your whole being on the presence of God. Yeah, and it's and it's even when thoughts come into your head, you don't fight it; you just let it drift away. You know, but you stay centered as best you can, mm-hmm. and you might even breathe, use your breathing to just kind of keep it together with God. Just stay there with God and trust. That you're all you're doing is making yourself available. I give you consent. Whatever you want to do in me, mm. I am here, undistracted, and do it. Yeah. And I'll just and I'm here. And then I would um I would practice right after that. I would practice a brief time of lexio divina, just spiritual reading, like uh, reading the smaller chunks of the Bible mm-hmm. and rereading it over and over, and really allowing God to speak to me. <laughs> Through the scripture, instead of me being the spiritual nugget extractor, you know, what what new teaching can I get out of this scripture? But just let, just read it over and over again and and ask the question, what are you feeling as you read this? Mm -hmm. What might God be saying to you this morning, today, that can help you in your life to acknowledge his reign over you right now, today? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to me, that helped me to walk away from that time with God and still feel his presence and still feel myself under his reign throughout my day when I'm at Walgreens or driving or wherever, mm-hmm. more so than when I kind of, hey, it's good to have a quiet time. And it is good. And I hope people do it. You know? right, but right, right. I kind of got, I did my quiet time and it was great and it was good. But sometimes three, four hours later, eh, mm-hmm. I might not really be thinking about it much or, you know. Right. You know, um, until the next event or thing that I do that's overtly Christian, yep. then I plug back into the Christian mindset, right. and then I go and do my own life. And I, I was kind of doing that, yeah. And I didn't really realize that, but mm-hmm. there are certain practices that help me to really be more aware of God throughout my day. Yeah, that's extremely helpful. And I feel like 
One of the things I've been struggling with lately is, you know, I have three kids. Yeah. Um, one of them is a year and a half old. And um, those quiet moments Few that you between. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's not like they're impossible, um, but, you know, trying to wake up at six and trying to get up before everybody, and lo and behold, so is the little one, mm-hmm. you know? And, James and says, hey, uh, what's up? He is, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know if you have any advice for someone who, you know, might be listening who he feels like, man, you know, my job is extremely, like, stressful, and I got to work a lot of hours. I got a lot of responsibilities and my family, um, young kids, you know. Um, and I'm sure you, you've gone through your own share of trials and challenges, you know. And so I don't know if you have any tips in order to kind of get past that or, or learn to live with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and those are very real, real issues. I mean, exactly. You got little kids in the house. I mean, you, you might be a single parent um, and you've got multiple kids or even just one. doesn't matter. And you, you're the main person. You got to make it happen. You got to get things going. And it can definitely feel like, my goodness, this is hard for me to really connect mm-hmm. with God. Um, and so I don't want to minimize that at all. So to mm-hmm. me, it just comes down to one thing. How bad, you know, are you just wanting it and asking God help me? I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I don't know how to do better than Bartimaeus did. Mm. At the end of the day, he had his own issues, couldn't see, sitting by the side of the road, nothing offer. And at the end of the day, he spoke his need in the presence of Jesus. Mm. And that's honestly the best a person can do, Uh, a father of three as you mm-hmm. are, mm-hmm. God, I want to be close to you. How? Yep. Please help me. Because I just think people always need to realize God is leaning in. Mm-hmm. He's always leaning in, I think, in many ways. It's just trying to connect with us. Right. Um, and, and all we need is to kind of respond. And, and, uh, and, and that can be hard with the schedule, but I, I, mm-hmm. just, can't, I just can't believe it's impossible. Right. It's just not impossible. Totally. It will be harder mm-hmm. for some than others to experience a prolonged amount of time where one can feel some connection to God. I get it. I lived through two kids in 15 months and you know 18 years in my house. Got it. Been there, done this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't impossible yeah. uh, the whole time. And some people just need to realize... They're going to have maybe one day of the week where it's more of a special time with God. Mm-hmm. They, they might only have one, one day or two days where it's special. It's a little longer. It's more extended. Right. And they might implement some, some really great practices there. And the rest of the days, the, that time might not be as extended. It can still be meaningful, but they mm-hmm. might only listen to something while they're driving to work. Or whatever. Lexio 365 is an app that I use sometimes. Yep. Put, it, put my headphones in. It, it can be very helpful to me, mm-hmm. you know, on certain days. And that's nine, ten minutes. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. You should it's, be able to find that. It's possible. <laughs> yeah. And I've and I have gone there mm-hmm. in certain episodes of that, you know. Yeah. Um. And so I think people can find it. But you, if you want it, just be like Bartimaeus. Speak your need mm. in the presence of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you know, I believe he'll. I don't know. I just think he'll do something. Yeah. You know. No doubt. I think that's really great. Um, I feel like we definitely live in a culture where it's just busy. I mean, COVID, 
uh, change that in some ways, but in some ways not, yeah. you know, and we, we fill things up and then everyone, it seems like a lot of people that I talk to just talk about being busy. <laughs> yeah. How you doing? Busy. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like a very common response. I think that, that even if you're not like as busy as you think you are, like that's your reality. Like that's your perception. Right. And, you know, realizing, man, those moments um, are there if you want them to, to be there. You know, that, that song by uh, Jonathan McReynolds um, called Make Room. You know, I find space for what I treasure. I make time for what I want. Mm. Those are like the first lines of the song. Yeah. And just like, it's exactly what you said. Yeah. You know, and, and I think, um, yeah, that's that come to Jesus moment. Like, that's the Jesus is Lord, I am not. That's the repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Um, and it's so funny that in our day and age, it might not look like dropping your nets and following this itinerant rabbi, but it looks like something specific in your life that is a change. A change, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And yeah. And, uh, you know, and w- are we willing to submit? And just humble ourselves, and mm-hmm. um, and seek that. Maybe we we might need help, though. We might need help, yeah, from friends of ours, family members, whomever, uh, to help us. You know, to maybe find some of these these moments. But I think, to me, yes, I had to do some work to figure out to get my life in a certain way, to experience God in that way, whether it was in silence or solitude or something like that. But I'm telling you, it has helped me throughout my day to appreciate how to connect with God more in the midst of my day, to recognize his kingdom, yep. um, to believe that the resources of the kingdom are available to me wherever I am, love, That's joy, right. peace, whatever. God's spirit, mm-hmm. the, his resources are at my disposal mm-hmm. to the extent that I am surrendered and submit to yeah. him. And that's not mysticism. Right. This isn't mysticism. This isn't weird. Mm-hmm. It's just that we like the more... Me- me- measurable stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's I think that's a good point because like even as I was talking and thinking, you know, I imagined the quiet time. Uh-huh. Right. I, right. I imagine let's grab some minutes, some number of minutes in the beginning of the day to have that which is what what I need and that's what the change looks like. And obviously like you said, speaking your need, you know, to Jesus, taking those times in scripture and in prayer are like so important. Um, but like you said, it's 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 throughout your day, right? Yep. And it's understanding, you know, that that God is near, you know, like here as in heaven, is asking for it's it's that awareness of His presence all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know one of the things you you've mentioned to me in the past, we've talked about, is that examine prayer, and yeah. you mentioned that that in particular help has helped you throughout the day. Right, yeah. like even leading up to it or coming off of it, um, it's not just about when you're doing the exam in prayer. It's about what that does to the rest of your day. Absolutely. You, can you talk a little bit about that? Like even even take us through a little bit of what what is the exam in prayer? I know you've talked about it in other places and stuff, but it might be helpful. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a a practice uh, that I believe uh, Ignatius is known for. Um, and this might be in the 1500s or something around that time, but um, it's really, yeah, it is a way to pray. And mm-hmm. um, 
And you could probably Google it. You could order books on it. I've read two books on it, and then I've seen it mentioned in a couple of other books and defined with different kind of steps here and there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you, so you, it's adaptable. Yeah. And but the big, big picture is you are reflecting on the last twenty-four hours you lived. Or okay. That's the big picture, mm-hmm. and you're doing it in 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 the spirit of praying to God about it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, one of the, the the people that I learned it from that uh, made a lot of sense to me, he said, before you start any of this, just become aware of just the fact that God loves you. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I do think we we can kind of miss that in our in our busyness mm. and our hurrying up, yeah. especially when we don't feel like we are uh, performing well as a Christian. Mm. Maybe we haven't studied the Bible with people in a while or baptized someone or done some of the more obvious measurable stuff and we might even feel a little bit i don't know if god's all that into me right now we may not say that but we might feel it Mm -hmm. and so the examine is a daily intentional moment at the very least where you go you know what and for me i need it because i'm a minister so it's it's part of like Mm -hmm. quote unquote my job to quote unquote do church and stuff yeah and sometimes i just need to Remember, God doesn't care. I'm His son. Yeah, I'm not a minister to to, to the Lord. Yeah, that's really right. in some in one respect. It's like I'm I'm just coming to you as your kid right now. Mm-hmm. Like I need for me, I need that, and yeah. that's I know that's not for everybody, but for me, it, it's a meaningful moment. And so I kind of come in touch with that. It might be a passage, a song lyric, or whatever, but I come in touch with that. And then the next thing is, some say it's a it's a great time to look back over that 24 hours, and were there any moments where you really felt that love mm. from God? Was it a was it someone said something to you or whatever? Or mm-hmm. it was a blessing that just came out of your way? And, you, you know, you don't have to go through every minute of the day, but you just kind of give a quick thought like, man, what, what was, what, where did I feel something really cool happened that I really liked it? And then you consider that an expression of God's love for you. Mm-hmm. And you just sit there for a minute and pray about that and thank him for it, express gratitude. So those are kind of the first two, almost like pre, pre-steps pre to kind of mm-hmm. get your mind in a decent place, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And then the next step is you really go, you look back over your day. Uh, and people do it differently. Some people say, you know, morning, you know, as a time period, and the middle of the day. And then what, some people try to go hour to hour. It depends. There's no right way or wrong way. Mm-hmm. But you go through the last 24 hours, you know? Yeah. I do it in the morning because mm-hmm. at night... I'm, my mind is not in that kind of place where I want to do that. I'm trying mm-hmm. to connect with my wife or my kids or whatever, whatever. Yeah. So I love doing it in the morning, and I look back over the last day. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and so what are you looking for? You're looking for, did you feel stirred in any way? Mm. Mm-hmm. Did, was there ever a time in the day where you reacted to something strongly? Mm. And why? What was the reaction? These are the these are the kind of things you're kind of looking for. Yeah, um, you know, kind of a what happened, but but at the big picture, you get, how did I respond? Yeah, and and you 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 really <laughs> think about that. And as I shared uh, when I talked about it uh, at church a few months ago, uh, I I started realizing that it was a couple days in a row where I realized that I was a little bit quick to annoyance. Mm-hmm. You know, so whether it was my wife or my kids, and, I've been there. You know, they come, they knock on the door, they walk in, whatever my office, and I'm at the computer yep. or I'm reading or whatever. And in my heart of hearts, I'm like, dude, can't you see that? I'm- 
Like, why are you? Yeah. You know, like that's what I'm thinking. Right? I'm not. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, but when I did the exam, and I'm like, what is that? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you doing that? Right. And I and I, so I'm sitting there praying to God, like God, why am I doing that? Mm-hmm. Um, and so mm-hmm. and so I'm just kind of praying about it, two three days in a row, uh, and then the next step is really asking God for forgiveness. Yeah. Like you know, wherever I blew it today, or la- you know, last week for. God, I just want to take it to you. Against you only, I have sinned. You know, kind of. mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so and and one of the days it hit me like a ton of bricks. Like I'm sitting there, you know, asking God for forgiveness about something that happened, but I remembered step one. Mm. And it's God loves you. And so here I am apologizing and asking for forgiveness, but I didn't feel the con- condemnation. I didn't feel the Man, I'm such a bad Christian. I did. I just didn't go there. Mm-hmm. I kind of just went to the. Yeah, but you love me. You, you want what you know? Okay. Yeah. I, and it, it was a motivator. It was mm-hmm. like, I, I want to change. Hmm. Like hmm. I want to. I want to be different, God. And thank you for the forgiveness. And this is all happening as I'm praying. I mm-hmm. w- I didn't know that was going to happen going into it. Yeah. And so after you ask for forgiveness, kind of the, the last basic step is basically you just kind of say, okay, I've, this is what I've learned kind of last day. Now I, you're going to give me the gift, I guess, of another day as far as I know. And so I want to live that day with this knowledge and with your presence with me. And I want to grow in it. I don't want to do the same stuff I did wrong the day before. I want to grow. I want to be different. I want, mm. I want your presence with me and I want to acknowledge it and put myself under your reign today. Yeah. Thank you in advance for this day I'm about to live. Mm. And and that can take 10, 15 minutes, Chase. I'm, right. I'm, and if I described it and if anybody listening said, man, I don't have time to do all that, I'm telling you, that can be 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. And then when I leave that, yeah, I mean, after a few days, I'm more aware of my responses when I'm responding. Mm-hmm. You're not caught up in. I'm not just the caught moment. up. Yeah, in the moment, whatever. It's just another situation. Like I'm, I'm responding. I'm like, oh, okay, ooh, I'm, okay. And I can even kind of have a mo- a God moment there, where mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, okay, okay, Holy Spirit, let me, yeah, let me redirect here. Okay, let me change this up real quick. But to me, that's living under the kingdom of God. Totally. I mean, that's real. That's practical. It's not mystic. This is not mysticism. No. This is not go off into some monastery and you have to do it there and you can't bring it into you know mm-hmm. American life since that's our context. Yeah. No, it's not. I'm sorry. And I and I just don't want to go backwards, man. I'm just mm-hmm. not going backwards. Yeah. To just I don't want you, to you know, <laughs> gotta do five million things or else I'm not a good Christian. Right. Uh, I'm s and I hope that because I'm spending time listening to God making myself available to God, giving him the glory when he changes me from within, not because of how awesome I am or how many scriptures I read, but when and when the change happens and I give him the glory and the honor, I pray I'm more motivated to do way more than I would have done if if I just feel like the only way I'm going to be right with God is if I do these five things well, yeah, really well. And, and to me, that's John 15, right? I mean, that's the vine and Bam. the branches. I mean, he, he says he wants Bide. us to bear fruit. He wants us to do things. But it's like apart from him, can't we're not gonna enough. you can't do anything.
I think that abiding, that that being in Christ and being connected to the vine, um, maybe we haven't talked about that enough, you know, and maybe it's stuff like this, what you're talking about, um, that makes all the difference, right? Because even I, I was listening to a, another podcast recently, and they were talking about Jesus and this idea of God goggles and, and this idea of like, when did Jesus like have his God goggles on and he like knew what someone was thinking or like he knew what was going to happen in the future. He's predicting his own death. Like he's, there's these moments where you're like, he has some sort of special knowledge, but then there's other moments where he's like, I don't know. Only the father knows. Right. Uh, and the person who, who was who was talking, it was Marty Solomon, actually. You know, where he's coming from is, you know, Jesus was always in prayer. Like, Jesus had all of these moments where it's just him and God. And it's not doing stuff except just him and God, um, the Father. And it's like when you're that connected to the Father— and you're that in tune with with the spirit of God in your life, there's all kinds of things, you know, and that that's one way of looking at it. It's like that's that's just who Jesus was. He was that connected. And he's inviting us into the same kind of connection, right? Let's, let us be one, you know, as he is one with the Father and having that kind of father-son relationship in our own life, right. you know? And so that that's powerful to think about that. Like what kind of actions and deeds can flow from a life truly in the vine, you know? I, I hear that wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. And the challenge is, yeah, how, how can we just learn how to abide the way Jesus talked about it? And, and I agree. I think from the beginning, you know, God you know, blows his ruach yeah. into, into man, right? The without dust, that, right? without that, we don't breathe. Totally. We have no life. Nope. But isn't that a... But isn't that the concept that we're supposed to carry with us all throughout our lives? Like, no doubt. Without his, without God, I don't, I can't live. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and so, his spirit within us allows us to really be human the way he wants us to be. Mm-hmm. And we have him, God in us is a that's Christ in you, the hope of glory, right? That mystery. We have Christ in us, but so many of us don't even. I mean, we're like you know, past the. Chips. I mean, it's like, whatever. We don't even care. We don't. We, we don't really get it. We're not in touch. We're not in, yeah. We know we're not really in touch, and I think that's sad. And but we are in touch with our performance, mm-hmm. right? Because you can measure. You can. It, see yeah, it. I can measure. I can see. And totally. so, so many people have these honestly false selves out there mm-hmm. that are just trying to do a bunch of stuff and think, well, if I, you know, I, I'm great. I'm great. But that's not really who you are. And then there are others that are so self condemned. They're mm-hmm. not in touch with who they, and they think that's who they are. No, that's not. Mm-hmm. Christ in you, that's who you are. Yep, totally. But so get rid of the distractions. Mm-hmm. Slow down. Yep. Be like, yeah, follow the way of Jesus. He didn't just go preaching all the time. Spirit, come here, my brother. We're going to spend some time alone. Mm-hmm. 40 and days. Something was going on, <laughs> and I don't think it was a bunch of activities. Right. But something was going on that the Spirit was doing totally. in that earthly Jesus mm-hmm. that propelled him to do a lot of stuff or whatever. Yeah. And I think a lot of us need that. But we need it daily. We need, we need some form of it every no day. Intentionally, I'm making myself available for you, God. Mm-hmm. Right now, you know, yep. uh, this is, I am making myself, I have three minutes until my next appointment, mm-hmm. until my manager comes in this office. 
I got three minutes. And you don't need to check your email. You don't need yeah, don't check your email in those three <laughs> don't minutes. Don't touch your phone. Don't touch it. I got uh. three minutes. And I'm telling you, God can do more through his spirit in that three minutes to a person willing to consent to his presence. God, have your way with me. Do to me in me what you want done. Yes. Get me out of the way. And I think if more of us can just the kingdom is available. Yep. The resources are available. You don't have to wait until you die and the kingdom comes, or you don't have to wait mm-hmm. until, oh, well, man, when I get into my quiet time, I'm going to blow it up, man. It was gonna, you don't have to wait right now, <laughs> right? While your wife is asking you to do something you don't want to do, mm-hmm. right? Or your kids, you know, you can ask for the spirit right now. So, yeah. Um, and my wife never asks me to do anything I don't want to do. I don't want to get in trouble oh, for that comment. Right, of course. Because that can happen. <laughs> it can be taken the wrong way. <laughs> I love my queen. Come oh, on, my baby. goodness. Well, brother, I really appreciate it. I what? Think this it's is, over? I mean, oh, we've had a lot. <laughs> There's a lot to digest and process. Um, and I hope uh, this is just uh, one of many conversations that we get to have as we, you know, break this down more, giving me a lot to to chew on, wrestle with. And I know, you know, our listeners, same thing. Um it's a lifelong thing, you know. It is. It's it's not we I don't think we'll ever arrive uh, until we're with him. You know, um, for hey, can eternity. I say something real quick, Chase? Like, Absolutely. I don't want to come across. I really don't want to come across like I'm an expert in this stuff. Oh yeah. And I hope that didn't come across. I'm a so. couple years in, so I'm mm-hmm. in preschool. Mm-hmm. So all the stuff I'm sharing with you is a two, three year tops yeah. process. So I'm I'm just saying that because if there are listeners out there that think like, oh man, that's just way out there, never. People, I'm telling you, I'm just. My toe is just kind of getting dipped into the water. Yeah. I like the way it feels, though, and I'm ready to dive even more in. Mm-hmm. But I just want to encourage the listeners to just start somewhere. Oh, yeah. Just start somewhere. And mm-hmm. don't quit on him. Mm-hmm. Stay with whatever practice you choose. Stay with it is what I want to encourage people. Yep. You know, um, if you can devote a month to share with 50 people every day for a month, why not sh- take a month to say, I'm going to spend some Special time with God, even if it's five minutes in solitude every single day. Oh, see what happens there. Mm-hmm. But stick with it. Totally. And the fruit will be born if you stay abiding and connected. So, hey, man, I just felt Amen. like I needed to say that. I appreciate I you no saying expert. that. No, no, I appreciate it. It's very, you know, humble. Um, I think it's always good for us to have that that mindset. You know, ultimately, he's the expert. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> you got it. Uh, and we get in trouble sometimes when we get that twisted. So uh, that is the kingdom life right there. Um, and so again, appreciate it, Jeff, and, uh, look forward to continuing to see, you know, where God takes us, you know, in our respective lives and, and, and his whole kingdom and, and all of his people as uh, hopefully we can truly abide in him. So thanks. Amen. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this first episode in the Kingdom Life podcast. Really appreciate Jeff just sharing his heart, his thoughts, his experiences, and what it means to really abide in him, to listen to his voice, and hopefully it was helpful for you. We're going to continue to explore this idea of living the kingdom life. In our next episode, we're going to hear from my good friend Chris Haddock and just talking about what it means to be faithful to him in every situation. So thanks so much and looking forward to next time. Again, thanks for joining us.